The Strut Podcast is a presentation of 5403 Productions. Nation, Strut Nation, welcome to an exciting episode of the Strut. Now, we're not going to be jumping into the Troy loss as much per se, but we've got an exciting thing that's happened this week for us, and we're going to jump right into it. Um, we're going to introduce, he's not here, but we're going to introduce the new coach, Tim Beck, to you. We're going to go through what to expect coming up, but just as a quick recap, TD, Info Joe, Teal Nation, Strut Nation, blah, 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 no rap. Here comes the Strut. Y'all ready? <laughs> greatest intro i've ever done right that's perfect hey. man you nailed it so nailed it. uh i'll just start us off real quick talking about saturday sunbelt conference championship game was at 3 30 at troy your shots came up short 45 26 we're not going to do a whole lot of diving into the stats because we know what we saw and we know what what uh what transpired i'll just kind of leave it there once we get past the game, the next 48 hours in coastal football history were kind of unprecedented i think i don't think that's any exaggeration on sunday the 4th coach chadwell was announced as the new head football coach at liberty and then the very next day monday at 3 30 we we met coach tim beck coach beck has a uh, great resume well i'll get into some of the stuff that i've i made notes of as far as where he came from i know you guys will talk about it too what to expect as far as what he's going to bring to the table um so, guys, we're going to go ahead and jump right into the 4th uh, and 5th, those 48 hours of coastal football history that have some people scratching their heads, some people angry, some people excited about going what's going to happen going forward. Um, let's just go ahead and jump in, guys. TD, Info Joe. So, Joe, um, I, you know, we always start off with you with regards to, I think, <clears throat> for those that don't know, Info Joe's a little under weather, and uh, old old old, old Trav, old, old TD, yeah. So Joe Joe's on the uh, questionable the playlist tonight, and TD's on uh, he, he's on the questionable list as well. Uh, we're both game time decisions, but we found a way to uh, to get here. But all jokes aside, uh, Teal Nation uh, and Strutties, um, I always like to start with Joe in this because Joe was there at the title game. I think we do need to highlight some things and then, again, move because I think more of our fans and listeners and supporters want to know about the exit of Chadwell and the entry of Beck. So, Joe, quickly, down there in Montgomery um, – was it Montgomery? Not, yeah, Montgomery. Um, where we Troy is at. at Troy. Yeah, we played at Troy. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, Kind of give me some highlighted versions of the good, the bad, the ugly from what you saw there based on from the booth. Well, I'm going to back up, guys. I'm going to back up to Wednesday of last week, which is go. the day of okay. our radio show. I'm going to back up and give you a little bit of insight now that he's out of town. I can maybe tell you a few things, a little inside baseball perhaps on 
you know, the things that I saw, things I heard that kind of led me to believe what was going to happen eventually happened. So I go to, you know, go to practice on Wednesday to kind of see what, what's going on. I'm really out there to see 10, you know, see if he's running around, see if he's playing. And, you know, of course he was, he, he warmed up pretty good at James Madison the week before. So I had a pretty good idea yeah, that he yeah. was going to give this thing a go uh, in the, in the championship game. And so I, I wander out there and, you know, Jamie comes over there while they're warming up like he always does. And we're just kind of chatting for a minute. And I just asked him, I'm, I said, how's Grace? And he said, well, you know, if he checks out fine today, he's going to be fine. I said, okay, good. And then I, then I asked him another question about, you know, everything good. You all right. And he, he kind of, kind of looked at me and gave me an answer that, uh, you know, it wasn't, <laughs> I, I felt distressed for the first time and I, and all of the coaching rumors and he's going here and he's interviewed there. The first time I felt like, we're in real trouble here. And I think TD, I think I might've texted you or you might've been the, both of you after I left practice to go over to set up for the, for the show. And I thought, guys, this is not, I, I don't have a real good feeling right now. <laughs> I just don't. And mm -hmm. uh, so we, we get to the show and uh, as we're you know off mic a few times, we're just, I'm just asking him about Georgia tech, South Florida. And then I asked him about Liberty. And I, I thought, yeah, and and I and, and Chili, I give you credit. I mean, you absolutely nailed this and hit it right out of the park. You were more yeah, concerned did. about Liberty than anyone else. And I, I I thought, you know, for whatever reason that, you know, South Florida might be, you know, in terms of competition in the AAC, in terms of where they could be in the college football playoff and that kind of thing. In terms of, you know, being in a in a warm state and a and a climate by the by the ocean and whatnot, that that might appeal to him more, but. As he kept talking about liberty, I mean, it was just like checking every single box. And I thought, that's where he's going. That's what's going to wind up happening here. That was my yeah. gut feeling. I didn't really tell anybody that, you know, but that's just kind of what what my gut was telling me, you know, that he was he was out the door. And that's where he was headed. And, uh, of course, you fast forward to, you know, the game on Saturday. And, you know, I talked to him again. I, we recorded pregame on Saturday morning, and he filled in a few more blanks. And, of course, then by, by then, the Pete Thamel thing had broken, and everybody in the hotel knew what was happening. It's talked about all over the place, you know, the the details of the contract, the years, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, just kind of looking around, and everybody's just kind of like, what the heck's going on? Yeah, what's what's going on around here? You know, what, what are we doing? And uh, so I talked to him, you know, recorded pregame a little bit. And, you know, he, he again – kind of filled in the blanks and, you know, I, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to get into a lot of specifics because it's not, you know, not, I was asked between me and him. And, you know, I, at the end of the day, I wish him well. I, I really do. I, I, he's done so much for our program. He did so much for us, established a winning culture. We won all these games, you know, I, all the kind of stuff that we've talked about on this podcast before. I mean, Jamie and that staff, they they were, they were responsible for it. I mean, Joe brought him in, saw the vision there and, and what Jamie could bring. And it was just—it's just been a phenomenal six years, you know. Even even in the even in the years where we weren't that good, you know, you you could tell, at least from 2019 on, we we were gonna be good, and we got good, and that and that culture is there, and that's what Tim Beck talked about. I mean, if you if you listen to his press conference the other day, he talked about the culture that's already there, right? You know, he doesn't have to come in and 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 be a, a prime time to our players. He didn't have to come in and say, look, you know, you're one in 11 team. I mean, if you don't want to be here, hit the transfer portal. I mean, you know, he didn't have to do that. The culture's there. And we'll talk about Coach Beck here in a few minutes. But just, again, I, I couldn't thank Coach enough, Coach Chadwell enough for what he did. I know he's going to Liberty. I wish him the best of luck. I, I know that. I, I get where he's going, and I know people will disagree with me on that, and that's fine. That's good. I wish him and his family all the best. They're They're wonderful people. 
know where they're going and you know wish him the best i, I hope that you know he, he continues to you know to climb that ladder in his career and i'll always consider him a friend i told him that you know as we as we kind of parted ways the last time saturday morning you know i always consider him a friend no matter what so that's kind of the that's kind of the gist of it and then of course we go out in the championship game and we just you know kind of kind of like the week before went through the motions yeah. had a few guys out there fighting and, and scrapping and playing hard but Overall, just kind of went through the motions. It was very disappointing. You know, very disappointing on the field last couple of weeks. So, anyway, that's my two cents. That's my perspective. Yeah, we and we all traded text in various forms um, in various days. And, and I'd gone out to practice the last two weeks as well on Tuesday and a Thursday. The Tuesday before, Joe was out there on a Wednesday, and I had two. I told y'all – I talked to Jamie as well, and, and I got the sense that something – he was not the same. Uh, the demeanor was not the same the, the three weeks earlier, right? Before Southern Miss, uh, I was out there at the Southern Miss game and uh, on a Tuesday, and um, there was energy, there was pop, there was energy in him. Pop, he came over to me like he normally does, normally did, and we saw me at the appropriate time, typically after you know the greats versus greats, or they, you know that's the ones versus ones would go. And we, he and I used to talk five, ten minutes and, and catch up. And, and then but the last two times, that was definitely, to Joe's point, there was definitely something, right? And I flat out asked him, too. I said, Coach, who are we worried about hitting the portal? Who are we worried about end of season? You know, uh, not, not staying within the family. And then I flat out asked him, too. And, Joe, I, I told you this on the phone. I said, Jamie, how are you and the team handling all the speculation about you going somewhere? Flat out asked him. And he said, uh, "We're probably not handling as good as we should, right?" And he and he and he even admitted that he didn't uh, he didn't put the lights out in some of the conversations, and he didn't he put a lot of pressure on the guys going to JMU to try to win that game to get home field advantage. Um, and he owned that. I'll give him credit; he owned it. And to those that are out there that are spitting very vitriol responses on social media and and are taking a real negative approach to this, look, are you disheartened? Yes, I am too. I could probably speak for Chili and, and Joe the same way. Are you disheartened? Absolutely. Do you respect what he and his staff did? Absolutely. But we talked about this three years ago. We talked about this two years ago. We talked about it at the beginning of this year. The speculation was always out there that he was going to go somewhere. And if he went somewhere, if he went somewhere, it was because our program had continued to elevate to a level that someone attracted him away. Let me go ahead and set the record straight real quick. I told I told info and I told Chili this. I'd take about nine seconds to this. Y'all that are coastal fans that have a history knowing Liberty, he did not leave Liberty. He did not leave Coastal for Liberty. He left Coastal for a university and an athletic department that paid him four point three million dollars over seven years. That has invested a hundred million dollars plus in athletic facilities, specifically more so in football, and they're going to a conference in which. They know that they can dominate and probably get the 12th seed in the college football playoff starting next year. It was nothing against Coastal. It's not Liberty and Coastal. Do you think Liberty probably gets a little bit of a rise out of it, knowing that they kind of put the, the skids to Coastal? Sure. I'm not going to deny that and be naive either. But for everybody on social media blasting this man, stop. I've done it before in the past on these podcasts. Stop. It makes us as a fan base look worse. Be about the windshield, not about the rear view.
be thankful for the road behind us because it's going, it, it got us on the road ahead. Be thankful for what he accomplished. Be thankful for that staff. Now be mindful of, have you given to the calf? Are you part of the NIL deal? Do you buy tickets? Do you buy four tickets? Do you buy parking? Do you give money? Do you buy merch? Do you have something like that? That's what you need to be concerned with is going forward. So Joe touched on the game and Joe touched on Jamie's transition. So we're kind of getting to that part where we as a group here collectively, there were going to be three parts we touched on in the title game, Coach Chadwell, and ultimately Coach Beck. I'll offer you this, and I'm kind of done with it, is am I disheartened Jamie left? Yes. Was I a little upset with him and how it transpired the last two weeks? Absolutely. But I'll tell you what I did. The other day, I texted him and said, hey, thank you for what you've done. Best of luck there. Look forward to beating you in the future when we play. He said, we'll catch up, and he gave me a thumbs up. And we're moving on, y'all. It's the Tim Beck era now, right? That's that's where we're going with this, you know. But, you know, I, I don't know where – you know, we kind of had a good framework for the show here. I, I, you know, Chili, Joe, we're kind of that part where we talk about the transition from, from Chadwell, and we're kind of going through the – through the timeline. I know, Chili, you have that. So I know we wanted to address that. And I think, Joe, you've got something too. Yeah, yeah. Let me, let, me, let me just add one quick thing, Chili, and I'll give it right back to you. Just a couple of things. I mean, I think part of part and parcel of why Jamie took the job is what Liberty State admission is. Jamie is a man of faith. I mean, whether you believe in it or not, I mean, that, you're welcome to believe whatever you want. Jamie's a man of faith, right? And he, he lives it. And whether you believe that Liberty lives up to that mission or not, that's entirely up for you to decide. I mean, Liberty has fallen short in a number of ways, a lot of ways. I get it, you know, but Jamie took that job, I think, in large part because of what, what's, you know, what Liberty represents or what they purport to represent. And, I, you know, that's good for him. That's what he wanted to go do. He, he's coached at two other Baptist-affiliated institutions before. That's what Liberty that's is. Right. So that's, Charles, you know, Charleston that's, Southern that's a, and North Greenville. And I, and I right. think that's kind of why Julie kind of – Kind of was was out in front on this thing, you know, before the two of us were, and and that's, you know, but one the the only thing the only thing that I didn't that I kind of felt like, you know, I was like, you know, I wish he hadn't, wish he hadn't said this because yeah, I mean, at, at our halftime interview on Saturday, I mean, we're down thirty one seven at the half. He comes out and we all, we always talk to the coach as he comes out of the locker room. Mark asked him a question about something, and he he said, well, you know, Jamie said something along the lines. That, it looks like we're a distracted football team out here. And I, and I thought, really? <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, we kind of are, aren't we? You know, and, but, you know, anyway, I just, I, I that's the only thing I kind of took exception to about it. Wish him well, wish him all the best. Time to move on. Yeah. And, and y'all touched on me, I guess, calling it. And the only thing I could really base, my feelings about him going to Liberty strictly is on this before he took the job at coastal and he was coaching at Charleston Southern. I happened to be attending church with, with one of my best friends at the time at a church that met on campus at CSU and allowed me to get to know Chadwell outside of, you know, the coastal CSU rivalry. And I got to know him and his family as people. So I knew him as a person better than I knew him as a football coach. And just you know, seeing him and how he reacted to players, um, people in the church, and how he was received by them. He is a very respected man in the Christian community where he was living down here in the Charleston area. Um, when he was moving from 
CSU to Coastal, I actually was able to, you know, get his number and text him a few times, kind of trying to point him in ways, TD, you know, where you he was moving toward your way and just kind of say, hey, you can look here, you can look here. And I'm not a real estate guy. I don't know how to advise people on buying homes going from, I know what works for my budget, but I don't have the same budget clearly as Chadwell does. So the only thing, Joe, that led me to, to believe it would be Liberty is just knowing his background. I mean, I've competed with him in church league softball, and y'all know he's a competitor, but it was on a church team, so we had to be careful. But at the same time, I know him, and I know him well enough that just it led me. I felt like, to use his words, I just kind of felt led that he was going to be taking the Liberty job just because of what Liberty is, what they, you know, they claim to stand for. I had to word that carefully, guys. So that's just, you know, what I, my educated hypothesis, guess, whatever you want to call it, that's kind of where I went to why I was thinking Liberty might be the place he ends up. And notice this time I'm not gloating about being right on this podcast. I just want to point that out to y'all that I am right now gloating about not gloating. Charlie, I'm, you, I'm you, impressed you, by your not gloating. <laughs> you know, you get the not you, gloating award of the night. You, you get the not gloating award of the night. But look, here's the deal, y'all. Is the other piece of this is look, at the end of the day, it, it, it's business, it's culture, it's emotions, it's it, it's a it's a release from reality that is college football. You know, for six days a week, we we meddle around and and at home and office and yard and you know you podcast and 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 for a Saturday. 12 times out of the year, hopefully 13 to 14 times out of a year, we get to escape life and be a fan and put on teal. And, 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 and the one thing I want to make sure in this moment, I was waiting for this moment is to reflect on, we were 30, we were 31, no, 30, 34 31, and six. No, 31. 30, 31 and six. We were ranked 40 plus weeks during that time. We're now going to our third straight bowl game. We're one and one in bowl. We won a share of a title. We lost a title. Um, we've beaten App two out of three years. We've solidified ourselves as one of the top one or two teams in the East, one of the top four teams in the Sun Belt, which is the premier G5 conference. And now, again, I've said this. To me, overall, probably the fifth best conference in the country, even though it's not given its due. Uh, that's another podcast for another day. The man elevated the program in which he was given. Now what we need to do as fans of Teal Nation and all Strutties listening to this, we need to give the same respect, the same respect, if not twofold, to Coach Tim Beck, right? If you've enjoyed the last three years, and this is really what I wanted to say, and y'all for me, if you've enjoyed the last three years, I've been hitting that on social media, if you've enjoyed it, then do something about it. That field house needs money. That indoor facility needs money. Pressure on your political leaders to move the road at Coastal, so get those done. Need your time, need your talent, need your treasure. Digital banners in the stadium. We're going to have Kelly Moore on next week talking about things like that. You want a new audio system? You want a new soundboard? You want a new LED, You want a new digital uh, dactronic system? You want banner digital? You want you know the ability to order your beer and your hot dog from an app and have somebody coming up to you? Then Instead of taking your taking your suggestions, turn them into actions with your time, talent, and treasure. 
And we all can give one of those three at various levels through our life. I have three kids. I can't give an abundant amount of treasure, but I can give my talent and my time, which is free podcast time with two of my friends, right, to, to advocate for, right? And I give my time through other boards like Chili does and Joe does through what he does. And I give my treasure through those two boards and I give it through tickets and parking and buying a Grace and McCall jersey. Do what you can and try to do a little more in 2023 because they're going to need it and we're going to need it because we've enjoyed winning. Let's go ahead and have a look at Coach Beck now because and go into our final segment here, what we're going to cover because it's an important thing to talk about too here. I made some quick notes and I'm going to run over some quotes also from the uh, press conference that just happened yesterday. Uh, Coach Beck, this is a very quick resume, guys. Um, he's been the offensive coordinator at Nebraska, Ohio State, Texas, and NC State. He has appeared as a coach in 17 postseason bowl games, including the college football playoff in 2016. He was, I guess, ranked as the eighth best recruiter in 2020, and he's a three-time Broyles Award nominee. If you don't know what the Broyles Award is, that's the award for nation's top assistant coach in college football. I also want to read out a resume of people that he has coached. These are some very notable college football players' names. I know you guys are going to recognize this, TD and Joe. If you're a college football enthusiast, these names will be familiar. These people have worked under Coach Beck and worked under his tutelage. Uh, Devin Leary, this past season at NC State, broke the uh, most TDs in a season record that was held previously by TD, Philip Rivers. Devin Leary broke that under Coach Beck's tutelage as the offensive coordinator. Coach Beck has also worked with Sam Ellinger from Texas. J.T. Barrett and Cardell Jones and Ezekiel Elliott from Ohio State. And he also coached at Nebraska, Taylor Martinez. Those are some pretty stout names from recent college football history since about 2015, 2016. So he's got that you know experience working with guys that are um, NFL-level talent. And one thing I noted from the press conference at Liberty, Joe and TD, that Liberty was really happy with the fact that Coach Chadwell has been able to turn out you know, three or four guys who have been playing in the league for a year or two now, I guess, at this point. But I was also noting that Coach Beck's turned out three or four guys a year where he's been stopping. So he knows what his OKGs, our kind of guys are. We're going to hit that just one our second. So he guys. is clear on what the OKGs are. So let me run over just a couple of quotes. And if you guys want to bust in, I got the – document up so i can't really see your face so don't make faces at me um but just a couple things I, you know i'm a huge president benson fan and he started off with a history quote and he knows i know that joe i can see you he knows that i know that <laughs> and president benson i think nailed it he said give us the tools and we will finish the job he led off with a winston churchill quote um, and then I thought it was good of coach moglia to come in and talk about the process and one thing that he said I, yeah i'll tell you what I could listen to Joe Moglia talk all day long. Coach came in, in, understanding of the process of where he was. He said very clearly and in very um, unconfusing words, leadership is responsible for the clear succession planning. Leadership is leadership. It's all based on principles. He didn't want to hire a search firm because no search firm, in his words, has ever watched a second of game film. Half the coaches over the last decade that had been hired in college football had been mistakes. So Coach Moglia finished by saying that he wanted to build upon the foundations that we already have. And I also noticed, guys, some of the things from Coach Beck when he got up as they were moving to his part of the press conference. 
when Coach Moglia introduced Coach Beck, I noticed the reception from the people in attendance, and that included current football players. He had a terrific reception, a very loud, welcoming reception in the HTC Center, home of coastal women's basketball and volleyball. Coach Beck said some things like, this is a man who wants to be, He's sorry, he's a man who wants to be at Coastal Carolina. I feel like he exuded the humility in how he was standing on the shoulders of the people who got him here. So important to say. He talked about how Coastal is the job he wanted in his visits down to the beach when his daughter played volleyball here. But one thing I like that he said, TD, and you're, you're a former player, I know you'll appreciate this. His quote was, it's still about having fun playing a game. He outlined who he wants on his staff. He said that he wants you know, the OKGs, our kind of guys. He wants football players, not guys who play football. He wants football coaches, not coaches who coach football. You win games with character and integrity. Quote, here's what I can tell you. I've waited too long for this to screw it up. Treat this job with the utmost respect. I respect the people who came before me. Excuse me. So I've got some questions that were asked of the of Coach. If you want me to go through a few of those, if not, I can just kind of take a pause and you guys can talk about some of the stuff that he said. But, y'all, I really, really, really would love to see some T-shirts made by the Strut Podcast for next football season that says Strut Podcast presents the OKGs. I just would love to see that, guys. That just – I think OKGs is just really cool. OKGs right now for me is right up there. with like, It's like BAM and then OKGs. I can see that kind of working together. <laughs> Maybe that's just okay. me. We can have the OKG of the game next year, man. Who was the OKG of the game? I want to get my guitar, TD, and write, like, you down with OKG? Yeah, you know me. There you go, Chili. <laughs> no, I'll be the next I, rap, Joe. Just get ready for that, okay? There you go. <laughs> I, I, I agree, Chili, on Joe liked it, too. We were all sharing text messages uh, yesterday during the press conference, and I think he it was very sincere. He was very humble. He did stand on the shoulders of the folks that got him here. So let's go ahead and clear the all something real quick. I've already gotten – I saw some social media things and blah, 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 about what he knew Joe and this, that, and other. Let me tell you something. Man has proved over 35 years. He does – he knows how to do one thing. And let me tell you something that matters in this day and time. And for those watching YouTube, I got real, real close to the camera. Back hurting and all. The man's been in the top ten the last five or six years for recruiting and been one of the top two or three or four recruiters once or twice. The man knows where to find talent. That is your lifeline, your bloodline to a program. Joe can attest to this. When you travel the Sun Belt, you see facilities and you see talent the way he sees it, up close and personal. Tell him, Joe. Tell him, Chili. Recruitment, recruitment, recruitment. That is above all else. Because if you're recruiting a whole bunch of TDs in 2023, we ain't getting very far, brother. You know, I'm just saying, look, you'll have a whole bunch of guys that give you some heart and 100%, 100% of the time, but we need some guys that have heart 100% of the time and are really friggin' talented. <laughs> but that's the one thing that brought my attention to is he's been a Brawls finalist. You don't get that honor more than once unless you know what you're doing. Now, He's bounced around a little bit. If you go back and check when he bounced around Ohio State, Texas, some others, there were some coaching changes there, right? There were some head coaching changes there. And when that happens, just like with Jamie leaving and Tim coming in, there's an evaluation and assessment. Some may stay, some may go. Some of it, too. He went to, uh, he went to NC State this, these past couple of years, and I think they ended up uh, – they ended up what? 
seven, eight and four. They finished eight, eight and four. Eight, eight and four this eight year. Eight and four, yeah. Eight and four. Maybe a couple ranked teams. Here's the other piece. For those that haven't dove in yet, you know he had to he had to groom and play four quarterbacks this year. Four quarterbacks this year, y'all. And they were still eight and four. And they still beat the North Carolina team. And they still were competitive against Clemson. They, I mean, this is the man knows what he's doing. Like he said, I don't I got the sense as a former player and the guys I've talked to, there was there was concern when he got when his name came out, like who do we know? How you know then they start looking at his resume, then they then they watched him, and it's been very sincere uh on his approach. I love that video when he met with the team. Did y'all see the video that oh yeah he met with the team yeah, yeah. and look, we're gonna have some guys hit the portal. That's part of it, man. But a lot of those guys in that room, you could tell there was a lot of sincerity. And, and I think the fact that I went with this right here, the fact that he acknowledged that they've been through a rough 48 to 72 hours as a team, just acknowledging that, but yet doing it respectfully where he didn't criticize the challenges they went through, but acknowledging the challenges that these young men, 18 to 22, went through that their leader had begun. He, he, had take, he made a life decision, a professional decision, and they're going to be on the cusp of making one. Do they hit the portal or do they stay? He understood that. And I think acknowledging that showed his experience at a power five level, that acknowledging it is the first thing to do. Accepting it is the second. And then, all right, who's with me going forward is the third thing. Well, they, they've been through a rough three weeks, to be honest with you. I mean, correct. I mean, the, the, obviously, the crux of the the whole, the pinnacle of the whole thing happened over the last twenty four to forty eight to seventy two hours from, from you know our, our recording time here. But after the Southern Miss game, everything changed, <laughs> you know. And, and I and I hate it. I hate the way this thing ended. I really do. But you know, to what you guys are talking about, Coach Beck, I was impressed with him. I was impressed with the humility. I was impressed with the passion that seemed to come through. I was impressed that he knows the situation on the ground. I touched on this earlier. He knows the culture is the culture of winning right now. You know, he's not stepping into a losing program. He's not stepping into what I referred to earlier with Deion Sanders at Colorado. He's not coming into a 1-11 a situation where he's telling kids, look, we're going to do this, 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 and this. And if you're not on, if you're not on board, you know, there's the portal right over yonder. He, he, we're not there. I mean, we're in a much better place than that situation is. So he's coming into a good spot. And I think some of the things he's going to have to evaluate early you know, from his coaching staff, he's going to have to put some things together, you know, strength and conditioning, you know, that, that spot. I mean, do we expect Chad Scott to go? I do. I'm, you know, I, I have no idea what he's got. I have no idea. And this is just total off the cuff. Is is he going to go with Jamie? Probably because he knows Jamie from way back. And I would imagine that Jamie's going to take him, you know, defense is going to be a big thing. Defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator. I mean, do we keep, do we stay? What, what's he do? He, he was asked about play calling because he's been a play caller, and he says he does not anticipate, doesn't see himself doing it once more of a CEO role, you know, where he can have visibility of both sides of the ball. I like that. I like that a lot, you know, and I don't necessarily think that, you know, Jamie called plays for a long time. I, he didn't do it this year, and I didn't think that was a bad thing necessarily either. But, I mean, it's just the way that Coach Beck is going to do it. So, and, and like UTD, I saw, you know, I've heard criticism about how this whole, <laughs> you know, it, it wouldn't be social media if people didn't have knee jerk, you know, hot take, you know, off the cuff, the expert in the room kind of people, you know, no, no, nothing about anything, but they'll tell you that they do, you know, right away. But you, you got to give this stuff time. You got to give it time to see where it goes. I mean, it, is this going to be a home run higher? I, we don't know right now. I mean, we just don't. 
you know? And I think it stands every chance of being one because I think that Joe Moglia and Matt Hogue and, and, and those who looked into this and, and made this selection did their due diligence. I know that he wasn't the only candidate, but they've been lining up this situation, as you heard, for a couple of years. You know, they've been looking at people for a couple of years knowing that yep. this day was coming. This didn't take anybody by surprise. That's why this happened quickly, right? Yep. Let's touch you know? on that. Let's well, touch this, on this, that more right this, this happened you know, the, the replacement for Jamie was in place, you know, before he got on the plane at Myrtle beach to fly to Lynchburg, you know, his, his, it was almost like one was going and then, and then the other was coming kind of thing. You know, they had it at the ready, which I think is good. And I think it's critical. It was critical to do that because of the transfer portal has opened and you've seen the floodgates of kids rushing in. We've had some decommitments, but you know, TD to your point about recruiting, Recruiting is not just about high school now. It's about the portal. <laughs> we're going to have Everything. to replace some guys. You know, we're going to have Juco, to replace some guys. School. And, you, and, you, and you've right. got to have a clear plan and a path forward as to how you're yeah. going to move forward in the next season because everything is about one season to the next now. And so for them to have a succession plan, to them to have Coach Beck lined up, ready to go, hit the ground running, go meet with our team, go meet with the staff. That's all he's doing this week. He's recruiting, talking to staff. You know, I don't think he's going to have any media interaction to, until next week. He wants to block all that stuff out, get things figured out this week. So, I, for one, I'm on board with it. I'm looking forward to working with him. I think it's a great hire for the university. We'll see where it goes. But it's time to move forward. You know, the last chapter is behind us. Like you said, TD, windshield's in front of us. Let's get, let's get moving. Hey, let's touch on that real quick, though. Hey, look, when Jamie became the head coach and Joe stepped down, Teal Nation and all studies listening, there was a transition plan in place. Then they began having conversations. Here's the difference, though. The brand equity that was in place in 19 was not there. What we have now in 2022. Let's 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 pivot on this for a second. Okay. 2019, brand equity, all the potential. Nothing actually materialized. A lot of FCS accomplishments. Nothing at the FBS level. Joe transitions to Jamie. Jamie goes back. Jamie does what we talked about. You got to reflect to appreciate. You find appreciation. You understand what we did the last three years. Y'all, on the budget of this university versus Power 5 schools, what we accomplished, I can name about 40 Power 5 schools right now that wish, that wish they had the juice in their, their brand right now that we do. And they have. 10, 15 times more of a budget across their entire athletic landscape than we do, and four, five, six times more budget than football. That's why I'm harping on if you want to see the success that we've got, buy a jersey, buy tickets, buy eight tickets if you got four, buy a parking pass, elevate your parking pass. Point is, this plan was in place. Joe, thank you for highlighting that. When Jamie was looked at a year ago for the Virginia Tech job, and for those who don't realize it, yes. He interviewed for the Virginia Tech job. He was one of the last three finalists for the Virginia Tech job. They began to then elevate their search to other candidates. For those who don't realize, we had not only one, but we had two Power Five offensive coordinators and a premier FCS coach that were down to the final three on this. Take that as a positive. That was the interest that this university, that this program, has been able to capture. Look, I, I haven't met Tim Beck yet. I know this much. I know this much. 
in 2019, his daughter was a junior or senior playing volleyball, and he only had about a 36-hour window to fly and see her when he was at Texas before he went to NC State. The man caught a flight to see his daughter's weekend tournament here at Coastal. It was called on ESPN. You've probably seen the videos. He acknowledged that there's been a lot of sacrifice in his family. It's coming from a, a son of a father who coached at Coastal, who my dad traveled for 20 years all over this country recruiting and coaching. I understand what that relationship, I understand what that moment, that intimate moment feels like. I had it with my dad when I was a senior at Coastal. That's a character moment. That's a character moment that we got to see behind the curtain, right? So there's also a tie here, gentlemen. His daughter played at Coastal. That should not be lost on people. He understands prior to ever coming here, to his point, this place is a gold mine. He saw it three years ago after Jamie's first year. I'm telling you, I don't think this man, I haven't met him, but just my gut tells me this man is not going, this is his first chance in 35 years to be the HC. I don't think he's going to screw it up. We need to also understand expectations. Our expectation is to win the East. That is our expectation next year. There could be ways of doing that. That could be seven and five. That could be 12 and oh. I don't know, y'all. But our expectation does not falter. Win the East, win the Sun Belt, New Year's Six Bowl. We do not need to falter from that. At the same time, we need to understand what the landscape looks like, like to Joe's point, a week from now, 30 days from now, after the February signing, spring. I think more so with this podcast now that we're just kind of coming to fruition, gentlemen, I think now our our, our listeners are going to want to hear more about what we hear, feel, and see from recruitment and spring practice and the bowl game than we ever have because there are going to be unknowns and unknown expectations and what we can offer them. And I, I'm excited to do that. Look, Joe said it best. Y'all, this is an exciting time. We actually had people wanting to come to Coastal for this role. Like, think, let us think. Like, we had two Power Five OCs and a premier FCS coach that were part of the final three. I'll take that. You know what? If Coach Beck does well in five years and he's back to where Jamie is and somebody goes to hire him to an ACC, league, uh, ACC head coaching job, that means our program's doing that much better than they were right now. Let that sink in too. And I hope that moment gets there. But at that moment, maybe we retain him instead of him leaving. Yeah, one thing to there? think about too, TD, and just some things you and Joe were kind of talking about. Just I, on a whim, I kind of just Googled to see how many players were currently in the transfer portal. Right now, as of December 6th, there are 2,247 players in the transfer portal. I'm reading this off the, uh, the interweb. And there are 65% of those guys have committed. So there's a lot of things that are still at play. And y'all know this too. Not everybody who enters a portal ends up leaving and going somewhere else. Some people will put their name out there and then pull it right back. Coach Beck said a uh, quote after he was asked by, um, I'm looking this up, from Danny Kelly at the Post and Courier. He asked him about the transfer portal. His quote was, it's an interesting thing. My advice is I hope you have a place to go because it's extremely crowded. I think a lot of guys that are our people, you know, I know, TD, you touched on how we are that brand. We've become that now. You recognize teal, you think coastal kind of things. And I will say this, that uh, I think maybe it was Coach Bennett when we had him back on the first walk through CCU history. 
that it's gotten to the point where you recruit your own players every year now because of the transfer portal. I think when Coach Beck came out and, and made that point just about how the transfer portal is and, and how you, if you've got somewhere to go to, then you're good to go. But, you know, other than that, you're, you're kind of just rolling the dice. And I was just kind of thumbing through to see any recognizable names. And a lot of guys that um, are leaving the bigger schools, your P5 and, and anybody who's a FBS school, they're going to smaller schools right now so they can play. I think that's got to help us and the people flowing down to our area because you know, we're going to have guys who transfer. We're going to have guys who graduate, that kind of stuff. So I think the portal can help us more than it can hurt us right now. So for every one person you lose, you might gain two or three more that's going to help your depth. So that's just, I'm, I'm, I'm being positive because I'll be honest with both of y'all. I texted you guys this over the uh, last couple of days that I'm choosing to be very positive with Coach Beck. I like what he had to say. I like his quotes that he had in the press conference. and. Maybe this is a good place to kind of wrap up this show about just Coach Beck in the last 48 hours for Coastal, that this might be one of the more pivotal moments in just Coastal football history was mm -hmm. December 4th and December 5th, was the fact that um, we can look back and say, well, you know, we had a change. There was a bit of a sting when this, when this change happened, but now X number of years later, now that Coach Beck has his OKGs at CCU, we're going to be okay. Chili's been waiting on that moment all night, Joe. No, I just made that up on the spot just then. And TD, comma, let me add this. December 5th was the day that Coach Beck was introduced. What else happened? Oh, trivia question. What else happened, TD, coastal football history-wise, on December 5th? Joe, if he doesn't get this one, if he does not get this one, Joe. It's quite easy. It's quite easy. It's better be easy. Because you better on, get this one. On December 4th, in this very location, on the corner of 9th Avenue and Collins, on the front porch of downtown Conway of the Dan Lee residence here, college game day was featured right here. And the very next day, as an 11.5-point underdog to Wilson's crew from BYU, we proceeded to put the Myrtle Smackdown on them on the surf turf. And we won an epic game after hosting College Game Day on December 5th after the Danley family hosted College Game Day ESPN crew on December 4th. So I'm going to end a year on that one. Regular regular season question, I'm going to end it 1-0 uh, and because I'm going 1-0 and this week. But to Chili's point, <laughs> I, look, I've turned the page too. Look, I'll say it real quick. I've turned the page. I was disheartened. I, was, I, 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 my, I, I hung low a little bit as far as my energy and my and my morale. But, I, look, I have rebounded. I'm excited. I'm excited that a man who's been at four or five programs and has been a part of an 84 – get this little, little, little stat here for you there, Joe. 84 and 34 in the last about 10 years is what it says in his time between Texas and Ohio State and NC State. He took over an anemic offense, an anemic offense that was in the bottom third of the ACC which, let's be honest, ACC defensively ain't exactly the best in the country, took over the bottom third of the NC State Wolfpack offense and brought them to the top third, one, two, or three in that conference. And especially this year, I think he showed his worth of eight and four with four quarterbacks. I'm excited. Here's why I'm excited. I'm going to put a little cliffhanger out there. I'm excited because I just wonder if old Grayson McCall 
is sitting there going, hmm, very pro-style offense, very screen-style offense. I'm not going to have to run as much. Let me get my let me get my player profile assessment from the NFL. If I like it, I go. If not, maybe I stay one more year and work within this man's offense to better me as a pro-style quarterback without having to run so much. That's the little dangle of the carrot I'm going to put out there, Teal Nation, that don't think for one second McCall's not sitting there thinking that, right? He's got options. I don't foresee that young man going to the portal and going to a place like Liberty. So let's go ahead and squash that now. That that joker doesn't shock – look, he, he ain't going to Liberty. I, I will eat crow on this, on this podcast if he goes to Liberty. Is the chance of going to a P5 program out there? Sure. Is the chance of going to the draft? Sure. You never know, though. I'll say this. If, 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 if Jamie Chadwell was still here, I think McCall was going to go P5 or the draft. But now that Tim Beck's here, that third option's on the table. That's all I'm going to say. Just something to think about. All right, so next week we're going to jump more into what's coming up as far as the bowl game. Next week we're going to have Kelly Moore. We're going to go into – I'm sorry, I misspoke. Next week we're going to go around the belt bowl edition. Joe, you caught me. Um, we're going to have Kelly Moore with us, and then in two weeks we're going to do the ECU breakdown and talk about just how we're going to dismantle the Pirates at the Birmingham Bowl. When Joe's going to have me and TD both on the sideline working with Chris Bergen <laughs> – it's gonna, it's gonna be beautiful. Hey, I, I, was gonna, I was just gonna say something, Chili. I was just gonna say something real quick before we sign okay. off. You said something about being positive about it. Absolutely, be positive. Absolutely, be positive. Be 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 positive about this change. I mean, nothing in life is, you know, the only constant in life is change, right? I mean, we all knew this day was going to happen. We all knew that Jamie was going to take a job somewhere. You know, we weren't thinking it was going to be this one, but he took one and he's gone. And so now we've got a new coach, and we we need to be positive about it. Why else would why would you look at it any other way? I mean, I know they're they you got all the internet experts out there who want to be negative about everything coastal, and that's fine. Let them let them do what they want to do. They they think they know everything. They know nothing most most of the time. We'll see, you know. But be positive about this. You know, there's a lot of you know, a lot of qualities that Coach Beck brings to the table here. Be excited about this change. Be excited about where we're going. You know, we're a winning program with a winning culture. He gets a chance to take us to the next level. Let's be positive and excited about it. TD, can you go ahead and give me a shots up? I'm going to give you a shots up, and I'm also going to give you let's go from the OKGs out there who want to join this program and be a part of this winning culture. And for those that don't, hit the transport portal. Go find another team. Like Indeed. I, like, I, like I told you all in my tweet, I talked to my wife. I talked to Chili and Joe. They talked to me. We're all staying, baby. We ain't hitting the portal. And we ain't taking Monopoly money. We pissed Teal, baby. We pissed Teal. And with that, Joe, I think we're going to call it a show. OKG. OKG. Okay,